Welcome to Splatbook, the RPG Topics podcast. If this is your first episode, we talk about tabletop RPG design, but we're doing something a little different today. This show is brought to you by the generous contributions of the lovely backers of the MapPro Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash MapPro and pledge today to show your support to, of the show and to gain exclusive access to the Map. Secret Sketchbook. My name is Kyle, and with me today is my favorite game master, John. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. How's my favorite assistant professor <laughs> doing today? I totally I, set you up. I hate it. I hate it. I I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I tell my students like, please just call me Kyle. Please just use my first yeah. name. This is this is this is. You're in the creative industry. It's a first name basis place anyway. But yes. Um, you know, so, you know, some of my colleagues like had to, you know, they got a doctorate or something like that. And they want, you know, it, it, it's just like, you know, getting a doctorate in certain fields from from a certain background uh, is a big deal. So they yes. want people to, to, to use those titles and I don't begrudge them. But me, I'm just I'm just some I'm just some some chucklehead who uh, who snuck in the back door. So. <laughs> Uh, what are we talking about today, Kyle? We actually have a plan. We didn't. I think we're going to take a little break from our appendix N, mm-hmm. um, not forever. I think we've sort of got a, a a set rotation of sort of stuff we like to do now. We like to do actual plays. We like to do personal appendix N, and then we just like to talk about how to play RPGs better. So, yeah, with no real plan, we're you know being who we are, we'll just rotate those things as we feel like it. So. Yeah, we are we are raising the great buffet that is RPGs. You know, yes. One of the things I love about it is you can you can use RPGs to talk about just about anything. And today we are talking about character voices, both from the player perspective and then also from the game master perspective for those who observe those roles in their games. Yeah. So um, so yeah, and this actually kind of came up because John, you were kind of talking about just like character voices in general because you are you are you are hopefully very soon going to start recording some stories in the in in the public domain uh, as 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 kind of like a side practice thing which I'm really excited yeah. about. Yeah, I thought it would be fun. We you know when I got called out I I had mentioned like uh in a cut bitla last week that um that recording audiobooks was like a uh, was like a bucket list item and uh all my friends were like well you then here go ahead you know do it <laughs> so yeah i thought why not you know low pressure just practice on some free stuff and uh, and see what we do so yeah i think i think that's great and and i mean that's kind of the thing that i love so much about our you know the the the, the role for topic network um yes. is is really you know the the discord that um it's a it's a private it's a it's a closed discord for now um with um the role for topic um uh, podcast is like you know it's just people make things they're either they're playing games they are making games they are very Painting encouraging minis. you know they're organizing small events um you know they're volunteering doing things at the library it's a really great group and it, i think I and think they're really positive and like yeah. nobody would ever say like if somebody suggested they do something creative, nobody would ever say that's no, you know what? I don't think that's a good, like that would never happen. Yes, Don't stick People your neck out. Like, yeah. Don't, don't yeah. quit your day job. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a very encouraging environment. And like, that's where, you know, that's where this podcast comes from. That's yep. where map crow comes from. That's where old roads, you know, the, the map scene that happened before, before the YouTube channel happened. Like it was, it was because of the positivity and encouragement and creativity that comes out of that community and just generally, if you're doing anything at all creative, the best thing you can do is to surround your people, surround yourself with people who are also doing cool stuff, who are just more interested in encouraging you than they are in giving you like, you know, constructive criticism every time yes. you post something to a discord. Like, yeah. you know, there's a time and a place for that. But by and large, like the act of making anything in your spare time should be celebrated primarily. And then, and then if you want to create a space for constructive feedback, that's the second thing you do. But the first thing you do is just like, you know, get your attaboys, get your, get to get your pats on the back from people who care about you. And that's going to do a lot for you creatively. So, And I'd even say like, like I've said this before, but 
this is why I prefer RPGs to say if if what I wanted to do was write stories like yeah. by myself, I would go write novels. But even then, mm-hmm. I'd want a support group. But the nice thing about RPGs is that you have a built-in support group, right? Like if you have have selected your group, um, my group is so supportive. I'll tell you, it's it almost made me cry. But like I, th- I was thinking of a rule change for Vassin. Okay, I'll go mm. through this briefly. I would just talk about it before we get to the main event. The the problem is Vassin has this great mechanic for dark secrets. So everybody has a dark secret that mm. they're that they're that everybody knows, every player knows, but is a secret from the characters. And and you get an experience point if you can sort of work the dark secret into the narrative during a game, which is a great idea. So for example, one of our um one of our players was kidnapped as a child and they think they were kidnapped by a fairy, but they were left alone in the woods and sort of raised themselves. But but were they or were they helped by a Vassin and were they raised? Mm. So so that's their dark secret. And uh, but it just sort of never came up. They're just sort of a loner, right? That sort of explains their character. But um but I thought, but then I was listening to Jason Cordoba's podcast, uh, Beyond the Darkened Threshold, and he was explaining in the in the, in the between and in Brindlewood Bay, how the masks work. So you can put on a mask, you can narrate an event from your past, right, and and get a benefit for doing that. So so I had when I heard that, <clears throat> excuse me, I had this uh, thought like, well, why don't I just work that into Vassin? So I sent that player a list of questions like, like you know, narrate a moment from when you were a a child um, at court and you were the darling, right, and then narrate getting lost in the woods, like all these moments. Um, and I sent that one to each player and two of the players texted me right back. They're like, John, this is amazing. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, like, but that's just so nice. Like I sent it out there into the world and they were super positive about it. I think, I think there's, there's something really interesting about that. If we could just side trail off of that yeah. before we, let's continue to like push the main topic back another 10 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Is, but you know, this is all kind of in service of immersion and role play and character acting. Yes. Uh, so I feel like it's a, actually pretty well connected to what we're talking about. But um, that idea of getting getting characters to play a role, especially in shorter games where there's not really as, as much, you know, incentive for like the long game or whatever. It can be difficult to make people make decisions that are not like optimal, like ludic strategies, you know? Yes. Um, and getting them to kind of inhabit uh, what, what their character would do or feel about well, and- is... And the time was part of my motivation. What I said in my email to them when I outlined the new rule was, look, this haven't really come up over two mysteries, like five sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how long we're going to play this game. Eventually, I'll get bored. I'd, I'd like these things to come into play sooner. And that's part of my motivation for making it happen. Yeah. And I think so. Powered by the Apocalypse games kind of do a generally a good job. But then also, yeah, um, uh, the um, uh, the between and and trophy and uh what was the other brindlewood bay those all of those games do a great job by putting that mechanic right there on your character sheet and then like it's an in the moment those flashbacks happen kind of like in that moment you can so you can take a little break from the main story talk about yourself you get that spotlight you grab it for yourself and but it's kind of like yeah it's it's accepted that this is a move you can do um uh, powered by you know blades in the dark also does this but also you know uh, a lot of powered by the apocalypse and forge in the dark games at the end of that session you tally uh experience points and a lot yep. of times there's there's at least one experience point or two that you can get by playing your backstory right yes. so it's a constant reminder at the end of every uh, session it's like oh i keep forgetting to use my backstory next time i'm you know when i have an idea of how to use my backstory so there's constant reminders as opposed to something like you know inspiration from fifth edition which is just like hanging out there as this nebulous idea that you know it's it's like it's neat but it you know how, how many games go by where you totally forget to engage with it and yeah. that sounds like that's some some of what's happening with this dark backstory thing and the other thing i think that that jason said in that podcast which was great was like look i give you a list of leading questions on your on your playbook on your character sheet in the between and and some players like to come up with that on the spot, which is what I thought would happen, right? Because I like improv right. gaming, so I thought people would just throw stuff out there. But the point he made is a lot of people don't like to play that way. So the other option is fill them all out ahead of time and just bring yeah. them up at the appropriate moment. So this yeah. also allows players who who like to do a little planning, like, oh, I've got these four leading questions. I can answer these ahead of time. And then 
And then when the time comes, I can present them to the group. So that was another good idea. So, so that's the other thing I'm, I'm trying out. We'll see. how. Or, it goes. And that, that's also a great thing, you know, to say, to, to remind your players in a game like that, just like, Hey, if somebody's having a little breakaway scene where they're in, interacting with an NPC, you can kind of be looking at your character sheet and thinking about these big, you know, leading questions, dark, dark secrets and all this kind of stuff. You can kind of be strategizing on like what you want to bring into the story next. Um, if you're, if you're not directly involved in a scene. Um, so yeah, that's all kind yeah. of stuff, but, but really what we're here to talk about today is doing character voices, right? And this yes. is kind of, this is, this has become kind of a bugaboo in the conversation. Uh, I think because, you know, of, of stuff like critical role, uh, where you have you know professional voice actors doing these actual plays and bringing a lot of theatricality to their performances um, and and for a lot of people that is how they are introduced to the hobby yes uh, and it's and a high bar it yeah. does set a high bar and I, I think it if anything you know that there's this there's this idea of the Matt Mercer effect that is out there and I I, I got my start in role playing so much further back than 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 yep, critical role so I, the idea it, it does like not affect 80s, me at all but yeah in the 80s before we had new media where anybody could publish their voice to the internet like the idea of somebody uh watching you play one of these games or somebody doing it professionally was just so uh, i never would have yeah. occurred to me yeah so, uh, but, but for some people, they, they are worried and, and they, it, it causes, it does seem to cause some individuals, whether they're GMs or, or players, in my experience, are the ones that really ex like, like feel weird about making a character voice uh, uh, thing. Um, right. Uh, there's a lot of GMs that are nervous about it when they're first starting out, but, but players, cause, and, and it's kind of like more difficult for a player to come up with a voice in some way because, um, the, you have to stick with it, right? Like yeah, it has yeah. to be consistent. You can't just like, you know, a GM can, can, can get a lot of forgiveness for forgetting exactly the voice of that one shopkeep you talked to three weeks ago or whatever, you know? Uh, and if it's a little bit different, no big deal. But you know, at some point, it's going to be like uh, we're 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 five sessions into this. Why why haven't you figured out your character voice yet? You know, you know? did you uh, did you listen to the second season of the Adventure Zone where they were they were like at the magical school? Um, I one of did. Them was was that graduation? Like a, yeah, graduation. Yeah. I didn't mm -hmm. listen to the whole thing, but I remember uh, one of the one of the players. Uh, doing this voice that yes like justin this. yeah and justin and and griffin laughed and says well i'm looking forward to you doing that for the next two years like it's yep. a lot <laughs> it's a big commitment it's yeah. uh it's really amazing um uh and and and, and it, it is a lot like i have so i have played in um a, a 5e game uh, with my with my uh, uh, twin brother, um, who because of his time doing voice directing for video games, actually like had a professional voice actor on our little private game. There's no actual play or anything. This is just like nice. a, a home game we were running over Discord, um, and and you know that that performer I think felt like a lot of pressure because of just like they they knew they were there was this expectation that's like well of course you know th this person's going to come up with this kick-ass voice and and it never i think it, i don't i don't know that it ever really came together because of all of these pre-assumptions of like what it means to be a role player and a voice actor yeah on, at yeah. the same time so um uh it was it was pretty interesting but i and i i came out with uh just like an awful um Irish accent for my for my dwarf barbarian bard in that and uh which, I was, which you used a version of for our uh, um Swords of our Master actual play which yes. I appreciated greatly frankly so and and my and and one of the other players uh, on the call was was actually Irish and <laughs> assured me in no uncertain terms that uh, it was a horrible accent and uh, <laughs> but apparently it was so silly it didn't actually piss him off that much so <laughs> Well, I actually, so that's the first thing I wanted to tackle. I think, I think the point you've made is that it can be a lot of pressure to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, one suggestion I have to help people is to take that, take that pressure away, right? There's mm -hmm. a wonderful, I'll, I'll mention this game. It is hard to find. I'm sorry. I'm bringing up a game that's hard to find. It's called uh, Noisy Person Cards. Oh, yes. Right here. You showed I me this when this I visited. Before. 
Yes, um, it's a party game designed to help you develop new character voices. Using card matching mechanics, Noisy Person Card challenges you to lend a voice to potentially thousands of character combinations. Um, whether you're a GM looking to sharpen your voice skills. Anyway, there's a the game got bought by Hasbro and became a different game. But the original version of the game was very simple. Is that you have a, you are dealt a handful of cards, okay, that have quotes on them, things you can say. And then the the player whose turn it is puts a card in the middle to to say who you're pretending to be. All right. right. Um, so, in for example, I have pulled out the card uh, two children in a trench coat pretending to be an adult. Okay. <laughs> and then I then I have to say a quote. Uh, so actually, this is um, this is funny to me, but I have no idea where that tome of medical centaur illustrations came from. It was in my bedroll. That's weird. Can I have it back? <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, so the idea is you get you it sets you up to make silly voices and the point of the game is that it's supposed to be silly, right? right? So that if if you can be silly and laugh about it, it takes a lot of the pressure away when you want to do it in a slightly more serious way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so figuring out a way to I do this with role playing too with another game where you just do I do like a quick 5 minute like Everybody go around and let's do a quick, like, super fast role playing game where people make up stuff about the scenario that they're in. It has nothing to do with the main game, but it's like a basically a party game to break. Yeah, like the a tension. little icebreaker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, you know, my first guess is you don't have to use noisy person cards, but you can you can do this on your own and be like, okay, everybody, give me an impression of the town guardsman uh, who's just been stung by a bee, right? <laughs> and and just you know, and that everybody can do something funny like that. And I feel like if you can laugh about it, you you take the pressure off. So that's my sort of first suggestion. And I think that's just generally a good idea anyway, because I, I still I get very nervous about running games. Uh, yes, it's, it's an anxiety provoking thing. And it's usually, you know, 10 minutes into it, I'm fine. But, you know, you, you spend all this time prepping, you spend all this energy and you just want everybody to have a good time. And it's a lot of emotional, you know, uh, 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 charge to to these games. And we want them to go well, but yeah, it's, it's, so I, I think if you get yourself laughing, if you get everybody in the room laughing, uh, uh, that's it, it, just going to make the night better just in general. Yes. Um, but I, I also want to make it clear that like, you, no one should feel, feel pressured to do any character voice, not even the no. GM. Like if, if that is going to be too distracting or kind of put too much attention on this other sort of performance you don't feel comfortable with, it's, it's not, it's not necessary. It, it really isn't. Um, no, but if this right. is to this episode and this advice is specifically for people who want to give it a shot and, and maybe, um, don't, um, don't know how to, or, or, or feel a little sensitive about it. Um, because I think those, those emotions are real and those emotions are valid. And those emotions are oftentimes, you know, informed by past experience of, you know, trying something out and, and not, uh, right. not going for it. I had, yeah. so I had this one, I had this terrible like band director. To- just oh, to give, make a parallel, it would be like asking everyone at the table to do a detailed character portrait. And yeah. two of the people has training as, art, as artists and three don't. And, you know, like, I think it should be okay for those three people not to have to do it if they don't want to. You know what I mean? Or yeah. if they do do it, celebrate whatever they end up doing. It doesn't matter. So what we're, yeah, that's yes. what we're trying to say. Yes, yes that, that, is, that is what it is. But I, I had this one, I had this terrible one of the worst human beings I've ever had to spend any amount of time around with was my band director. And, uh, but he, he actually gave, he gave some really good advice um, for, for music, which is like, if you make a wrong note, make it so bold and confident and beautiful that everyone questions if they're on the wrong bar, you know? Nice. And and I think like, that's, that's the way you got to go. You just like go big. And especially for GMs that want to get their players doing character voices, like just give people scenes in which like speak to them in character, make eye contact with them. And, and yeah, just like, you know, just, I think Brennan Lee Mulligan has this, this bit of advice on this kind of thing where he was kind of breaking in this, this new group of people at like a con game or something like that. And he just opens up the game 
with this with, by saying like, okay, so your character, he points at the, the new person who seems kind of shy. He's like, oh, so your, your character has just decided to leave home to go on this adventure that we're playing today. And uh, your mother looks at you and says, no, please don't go. You must stay here. Your father's still get, is healing from the wound that he got out in the turnip field. You can't go right now. Why must you go? And it's like, you know, it was this whole thing <laughs> that you know it was it was something to play off of it was this direct emotional appeal with this big insane voice going on uh and, and kind of a ridiculous domestic situation and everything and that and that works that just that you know it's like it gives somebody the opportunity it gives them the permission to to, to just try something and some people I'm, shrink yeah. from it and, and some people are just like oh thank god someone finally gave me permission to do something like this i'm gonna i'm gonna invoke uh, a non-genre example of wh where this is a great thing to do uh have you ever seen the film about a boy starring hugh grant and um i have not the actor's really famous now uh well anyway he, he the, the actor one of the actors is playing a very young boy and he's gonna sing the song at the it's english and he's gonna sing the song killing me softly in front of his whole school <laughs> he's gonna bomb so instead of letting him bomb hugh grant's character goes out and bombs more to make him you know what i mean so so part of the point of that story and the point of the story you just told is look if people are worried about embarrassing themselves embarrass yourself first and then yeah. everybody will feel way better about it exactly <laughs> or you know sometimes i i will i will put in a, a strategic um what was this guy's voice again I cannot remember that. I'm just going to go with this one, you know, and it's like it's and yeah. I'll make a big deal out of out of how embarrassing it is to like come up with voices and then forget what they are and kind of like and that gives everybody kind of like permission to it, it kind of like, you know, tears down the edifice. It reminds everybody that like, you know, that 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 that, that everybody is human. Everybody's trying to remember stuff. You know, I have to. I have to make sure that, you know, I, I, you know, go grocery shopping so I can make spaghetti tomorrow and all this kind of stuff. It's like, there's, there's other important things going on. So you just kind of decharge it by inviting people into like, uh, this is kind of difficult, isn't this? You yeah. know, that's the big yep. thing. Make it approachable. It doesn't have to be this polished, you know, professional level performance. Yeah. And I actually have, um, I have a tip. Uh, on the less extreme end, if you want to go that way. So if you're a game master and you want to just do, a few little things to make your voice different. One thing you can do is um, just subtly change your own voice and your own accent, right? So you're the big gruff guard or you're the small child, right? Or you're the shopkeeper who has a normal voice. So, uh, you know, younger people speak higher, uh, older people speak lower, you know, like it doesn't have to be dramatic, but you can just use your own voice and your own tone and think about it for a second without adding a German accent or an Irish accent. And, th yeah. and you can get a ton of mileage out of that, right? And it communicates yeah. a ton of information, right? Like if you've got an angry guard, just make them sound angry, you know? Like all the time. Like they always talk like this, like they're mad all the time, you know? Yeah. Like, it, and you don't, and, and it's still your voice and you don't have to do a really complex, you don't have to figure out what vowels to skip in your Irish accent to make that work. You're just using and your own voice. I think that's probably my biggest bit I think you hit the nail on the head. It's like, don't worry about doing accents. Don't worry about doing impressions that those are, those are very complicated things. And I don't think those come naturally. Just focus on making your voice a little bit different. And yes. that, that is already like going above and beyond. And, and, and it's that, that is, if you focus on nothing else, just make your voice just a little bit different and don't worry about accents and impressions. Cause that's, yeah. That's far too. You have so many other things to keep track of during these games. You you can't be worrying about like you know doing doing a an, an, an accurate Peter Falk or whatever you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, catchphrases are also a really good one. It's a really easy thing to take notes of. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know whether you're a character or your NPCs. Uh, I know like in in. Uh, like Morkborg and, and Cyborg, uh, uh, these, 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 um, old school style games, art punk games. Um, there's usually like a little space when you're writing your NPCs or monsters for just like a little catchphrase, a little bit of flavor text. And that'll kind of like remind you of just like, Oh yeah, this guy always says this thing. And it just, it makes it memorable. And you can kind of yes. And off of that thing, you know, 
Um, yeah, I had a I had a pirate. Um, some my character snuck onto a pirate ship once years ago. It was in the sinister secret of Salt Marsh, actually. And the pirates said, "Army hearties," so many times that they just called him that, like that was his name. <laughs> right, like it's like, and that that is the that is the thing. Just like steer into those those directions. Like if it feels just first ideas only, you know, just like yeah, yeah, whatever whatever comes out of your, it's like this is this is this guy's whole thing. Like he calls everybody landlubber, you know, like that's that's uh, that's fine, uh, you know, and and. Also, don't be afraid to back away. If it if you're making a voice and it hurts your throat, you can always just back away and said he says this. <laughs> you know, yes, yes. like you don't have to you don't have to go the whole nine yards with it. But I think it's a great idea to start the scene with with that energy, uh, and then let your let your players kind of like react to that. And then if you have to back away with, with it because you know the GM's talking half of the time uh, uh, at least. Uh, so, so yeah, if you need to rest your voice or, or, or whatever, like you, you can, you can always say like, okay, I, and just say like, I, I can't do this voice very often, but here's what he says, you know, yeah, just, yeah. You, 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 that's that, actually that a great tip. Like, great. like you don't have to do the voice the whole time. You can set yeah. the tone at the beginning and then say, Oh, that's the tone. I'm not going to do that voice the whole time. And that, and that helps set the tone too. Yeah, Matt Mercer apparently uh, in like season one of Critical Role had this uh, Mind Flayer character that they found. And he did this whole voice and also spoke when he was inhaling. And it was just like this really weird alien thing. And it clearly hurt his throat to do that. Right, so he just right. killed off that character immediately, even <laughs> though he was like, oh, that, I want this Mind Flayer to be around all the time. He's just like, well, I can't do this voice forever. But you can, you know, and you, 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 you you're not... You're not, you don't have a Twitch audience, you, you know, right. it's like, right. if you need to renegotiate, this is what he sounds like today. I've decided, um, then, then that's fine. Yeah. And I have a question for you. So when mm. I, so I, I'll give you an example from my campaign. I have one character who is Scottish and he likes to do a Scottish accent. Mm. Um, but the Russian, uh, player sometimes does a Russian accent, sometimes doesn't. Um, he's very sort of more subtle about it. And then some players don't do anything at all. So like, how, how do you make space for, people wanting to do different things. It's sort of like different player types, but specifically around accents. Yeah. I, I think, um, cause my instinct is to celebrate the people doing the accents, but I don't want to alienate. Yeah. Others. You don't want to, that's, that is a, that is a really interesting question. I'm, I'm not so sure. I think, uh, I think again, like I would just give the spotlight to somebody who's not necessarily doing a character voice and just do like an NPC that wants to talk to them. And that NPC has a big voice and just see what happens. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a you good know, tip. Uh, but, but also it's like, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, if you know, I would say like, you know, if you notice, um, you might even just have like a side conversation. It's just like, uh, it's like, yeah, everybody else is like having fun, uh, doing voices. Is, is that like, not your thing? Is that, is that stressing you out? Would it, would it help if like, I didn't use characters with silly voices and scenes with you? Like, you know, check in, make sure everybody's feeling comfortable. Um, because like, yes, yeah, while it would be great to have everybody doing silly voices all the time, uh, you know, not everybody's energy level is in there and, and not everybody's. So you don't, yeah, you don't want to alienate, but, um, I think just having like a, a short, meaningful check-in is 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 how I would handle that situation. Yeah, yeah. No, nope, that makes sense, and that's going to be half our advice. But yes, yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. Just, just right, well, talk like other... a human being. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> which can be hard, um, especially in my case. Um, I'm making it up. Do as you find it along. easier to do accents online or in person? I find I... it easier to do them online. Yeah, it is a little bit easier for me to do them online. Uh, it's really difficult, like I, because we, I've done a couple of actual plays for the show, and usually I go big on voices. Uh, yes. uh, but I don't always do that when the record button is going, uh, because I also I don't know how some of my accents would play in a wider audience. I feel like you know, in a set group, that if the record button isn't going, like I feel like uh, I feel like it can be taken in in the meaning that I mean it. You know, it's like it can be taken yeah. in the spirit that it's given. Um, but yeah, like I don't I don't want to like you know actually tick off 
a, a bunch of people who have have certain kinds of associations with you know certain people groups being being the butt of jokes or whatever. I think you know if if you want to if you you know because there's there's kind of like you know grouchy you know voice a little bit of gravel goes a long way and doing a softer kind of back of the throat thing. There's all these kinds of ways to make it sound you know younger or older or grouchier or whatever. But also if you just kind of make a solid vowel sound of any kind, like a, just a weird vowel sound, that That'd can be the example. starting place. Like, for an, it. like idea. Like I got an idea. Yeah. Or, like, no, well, not, not, not for pronunciation, but that's the start of the voice. So if I go like, <laughs> this can be my voice now. You're just, you're just, or like, now my voice sounds oh, like this. It's a little, it's a little warm up sound to kind of like get that throat shape kind of in there. Yeah. And you know, that's something you're doing that, a giant, you do a big, you know, OH sound oh, like, oh, oh, oh my goodness. And yeah. then you take a big voice or a big breath because <laughs> you got uh, these big lungs to fill. <laughs> oh, I'm just yeah, and then just like your, have uh, that character's that your Michael whole Phelps thing. Impression? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you just have that character's whole scene be like, I don't know. Yeah, if you know, and just like take these big, make kind of an affectation or or something like that. Um, you know. You, you just start with that vowel sound. Practice this when you're in the car by yourself, or you know, in a, in the shower, or or something like that in in this downtime. And just I, you, everybody has like dozens of voices they can do. Now they might not be able. The method I have described is not necessarily going to, you know, be give you sustainable voices every single time. Like you know, I I, I brought out this Peter Laurie voice once in a game, and they say fat and, bloated idiot. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. Hide me, Rick, hide me. Um, and that I could not do that voice for very long. Uh, but that they they decided to adopt that NPC. Uh, oh, nice. so, so, you know, it's, it, I would just have to say, I would just have to like, you know, it, it, make sure I had a glass of water next to me or, you know, like a, a, a warm cup of tea or whatever, um, to make sure that I could do it. Or I would just say like, I can't do that voice right now, but he says this, uh, uh, and that kind of stuff like towards the end of the session, I would start running out of steam, but that was also fun. And that got, that got a chuckle out of everybody. Cause they could see me going big. It was like, we're going to make Kyle run out of steam. And like, they would ask him more questions when they could tell I couldn't make the voice anymore. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was yeah. fun. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I guess the one, the one thing I do it is if you see that your voice, um, and the voices that you're doing are um, distracting the players from the the game and their enjoyment. Like like in the example you just gave, it was super fun for the players. Right. But in other examples, like if you've gone on for 10 minutes doing two different voices, describing what a conversation between two NPCs, like maybe your players aren't having the best time. So, you know, use your judgment yeah. also. And yeah. and that's another thing. It's like never have two NPCs talk to each other. It's like Somet yeah. you Sometimes can kick, you you can kick briefly, off that but... conversation and then summarize the information that was exchanged. Like just, just say no to talking to yourself. Uh, 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 get out of that. As soon as you realize it's happening, figure out some way to fast forward that situation or have orcs attack. Uh, it doesn't matter what the genre is. Just it's an emergency orc attack to stop have, a GM two, from talking to themselves. Two orcs <laughs> burst through the door with guns. Exactly, and both of them got Brooklyn accents. See, <laughs> see, we talk like this. Do you? Have, uh, but uh, the other thing, the last thing I'll say, and then I want your final thoughts is, but also don't um, don't just do it for comedy, right? Like. Keep in mind yeah. you're doing, if it's supposed to be funny, like if you've got a, like when Griffin McElroy does his big shopkeeper's voice, hey guys, like that's supposed to be funny. But when he's doing the scary parts of the story, he does voices that are narratively appropriate. You know what I mean? So you don't yeah. want to, you don't want to spend a lot of time building tension for a story and then do a goofy voice to deliver the punchline. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I think there's a lot going on. Yeah. Usually those character voices start to disappear, uh, you know, when, when it's a big, it's a big climactic battle or whatever. Uh, but even sometimes just like how you change your posture, you know, like if you, if you like lean forward in, in your, and in, in kind of like, you know, 
kind of like get more intense with your posture as as you're changing things just bring in a different yes. physical presence to show like hey i'm squaring off for combat now this is this is no <laughs> longer jokey jokey time uh right. and just yeah it, it foster a threatening aura when it is time to kind of like make that drama come up or yeah. uh uh yeah but you know i i i am i don't i don't personally mind kind of letting dramatic moments kind of be silly i i i I, because i i don't you know uh i don't know that i've ever really ever thought after the moment um that i would have rather people not laughed uh i've never really gone for something like that you know because people Um, will laugh when they're just nervous and not because you've done something funny so that can yeah and sometimes, yeah, the more the more you kind of try to tighten the grip of emotion around a scene, sometimes that is going to cause more jokes because they're like they can tell they're being they're 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 moving towards a climactic battle, uh, or they're moving towards like a, this this altercation with a character that they've let down, and they're they're gonna they're gonna try to you know they're they're gonna they're gonna blow off some steam because they know they know they they done messed up you know thing and i actually i have i i think i several times with the last game i was running i would uh misread uh when when a character wanted to have a dramatic scene and i was playing an npc and i just i would i would do my my shtick and then realize like afterwards like oh they were they were trying to like they were trying to like play this in a different way uh but i i mid i misread it because we were all you know laughing in the in the scene previous um, right. so yeah, learning, learning to read the room is, is kind of like a difficult thing. And that's something that, you know, if you get, as I do a lot of joy out of making a bunch of goofy voices and making a, a big old rat talk like Patrick Warburton, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you might, you might be missing some of like the juicier, more serious moments. And, and that might be a reason to not go as big as, you know, other people do. Um, right. uh, uh, well, awesome. Know. Any other, any other thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, I mean, just like take, don't, okay, this is, this is going to be rough for some people to hear, but if you really, if you're a GM and you want to do a bunch of voices, or if you're a character and you want to talk in voice all the time, um, don't drink alcohol. It, it will, it will, it makes it it harder. It it makes it a lot harder. You're going to be coughing a lot more because it's, it's, it's just going to dry out your throat. Um, so yeah, take care of yourself. If that is important for you, like have some hot tea with honey, uh, you know, have, have a glass of water, uh, you know, cause it's you, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna hurt your throat. If yeah, you're, and I'll if actually, you're uh, pounding back beers. I'll tell you another one. I actually, and I'm kind of addicted to these things, but I will at a convention for sure. But when I'm yes. jamming, I actually will take a couple of Ricola. These are Ricola sugar-free lozenges. I, when I start jamming, I just pop one in my mouth and in my throat otherwise my throat is a disaster the next day especially if i'm doing voices and talking for half of three hours you know so yeah but you know if you're if you're doing you know if you're doing uh other kinds of narration or other kinds of voice work there's there's lots of great stuff that's that's out there um uh but you know there's also a lot of voices that only work on a microphone that that yeah. you that won't work in a game or or like you cannot be if other people are talking uh uh at the same time or you know there, there's there's music playing in the background or something like that you, that voice may not work and you may you may find out that your you know your your uh, uh Andy Circus Gollum impression is actually just <laughs> inscrutable to some people you know yes, your, yeah. your Donald Duck impression isn't isn't really worth it uh and you know you you have the choice then to steer into it or not uh to 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 make that 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 moment kind of like the joke is that nobody understands what this duck person is saying uh uh, or or then just to say like okay well that didn't work let's this is what he says you know um (laughs) but yeah don't don't be afraid to laugh it off and 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 i think everybody will appreciate it if you if you i i've never ever heard of a player ever saying like yeah my gm was just like he kept he kept doing all these different voices and like trying to trying to like put all this like energy and performance into the game it was a real bummer i just i wanted him to (laughs) shut up so i could get back to rolling my dice like i've never heard somebody say something like that i'm sure it's happened before but i i I think uh, i think everybody will appreciate just like a little bit of oomph in the game actually that's a great 
cherry on top, right? It's like the one thing they do do is show you're putting energy and thought into the game. And yeah. most people appreciate that. So, Heck yeah. all right. Well, hey, we don't know what we're doing next week, folks. <laughs> I, I think I, just... I, I, we wanted to try to uh, do a, a, an actual play of For the Queen this week. But yes. then it just, we, 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 oh, I, I had all the organizational skills of a, of a, a piece of, of a, mulch this week. So, yeah. Well, a person who's <laughs> covering two other people's classes. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we well, might do well, For the Queen. We might, we might do Fedora Noir. Also, I'm, I keep pitching this because I actually just read an audiobook of, of, or listened to an audiobook of Raymond Chandler. Uh, that was an absolute delight. And so, um, yeah, there might have to be a, a noir story in our future. Heck yeah. I, you know, I would, I'd, I'd, I'd be really down for doing a movie. Like we, we keep doing these books, oh, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's that, I think it would, it would also be fun just to like, yeah, do the bogey in the, in the, uh, Maltese Falcon. I think that'd be a good time. That would actually be a good time. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll come up with something and we'll, uh, we'll let you know when we do it. <laughs> and remember, don't try to have your tavern band each have an accent like a different beetle. That's been done already. <laughs>
volunteers that are doing recordings of public domain texts and also releasing those under Creative Commons license. Uh, yeah. That is such a good idea because yeah. and, what and I really want to do I think that's practice. a great place to do it. And and you know, there are there are people who collaborate. So like, you know, if it's a longer book, like each chapter is read by a different reader. There's, you know, there's like tons of people that are doing like the Conan stories or all the Barsoom stories, and they just have a collection of their reading of it. So you have options for readers. Um, it's it's not like a competitive thing at all. Um oh, nice. And it's it's really wonderful, and and some readers have bad mic setups or or they're not particularly good, but it puts it in the availability. So if you um, just want free audiobooks, they they're they're there, and and some of them are absolutely delightful. So like I listen to like almost the entire works of H.P. Lovecraft on LibriVox, um, and yeah, so I I would um, I would go check that kind of stuff out, and then. Um, there's also there's some great swords and sorcery stuff that's definitely in the public domain. And then a couple of like a couple of stuff from the 50s because of copyright lapses would fall in. So lay brackets, black Amazons oh. of Mars is in the public domain. Yeah. So so really? um, so, yeah. That, and that's you know, that's very much. And it's basically like Conan in space. Uh, it's it's really, really good. Uh, so yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think that's where I would go check that out. And, um, all you got to do is listen to a couple of those. And I think you're, I, it'll give you a big confidence boost. <laughs> you know, that's funny. I'm glad you said that. Um, cause I've been having the opposite, uh, reaction for, uh, uh, dungeon 23. Cause I've been like doing my doodles, right? I gotta, what I've been doing, sorry. Um, is is if I'm in a meeting that doesn't really pertain to me and I'm bored or something, rather than just like have a set time, I've just been like drawing a dungeon like throughout the Ooh. day, right? So yeah, but then I go to the Discord you invited me to with all your artist friends and I'm like, oh well maybe I should just throw this away. Like <laughs> <laughs> No, don't do that. That is not the intention. Uh uh there, I mean I, I'm not I mean, criticizing you're already those doing people. An amazing, that, yeah. You're already doing a better job than I have. I haven't done anything for that for like three weeks. Yeah. You know, like I started I, that first week was looking really good for me. And then like the semester hit and I'm just like, oh, I know. Man. How is the busiest man in uh, in the city of Columbus doing? I'm busy. <laughs> I'm so busy. Oh. I, I'm never I, I don't think I'm ever going to sub for two classes in the middle of my teaching, <laughs> teaching uh, uh, load ever again. That was, you know, I want to I want to start referring to as as uh, Professor Kyle Latino. There's one <laughs> podcast I listen to where uh, it's a professor of psychology and an associate professor of anthropology is the is the are the two people. And the mm -hmm. psychology guy does the intro and he always goes, I'm professor so and so. And with me is associate professor. <laughs> So and so, it's like a big joke in the podcast. I yeah, yeah. So there's like the assistant professor is what I am. There's associate professor, and then there's there's full professor. There's some there's some level higher. I tech. So I have I have an MFA and 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 a master's of the fine arts. Right. So that um, that that degree confers upon me the esoteric title of magister. So Whoa. if you really if you really want to refer oh. to me by the title I am due, it would be Magister Latino. Magister Latino <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, this one isn't appropriate to the thing either, but I uh, uh, I just pulled it out randomly and it made me laugh. I put the romance in Necromancer. Yes. Well, I have my uncle is from uh, uh, and has lived his whole life in Boston and he still calls him Dungarees. Dungaree, like, dungaree jacket. I'm like, people are like dungarees. Yeah, jeans. It's a denim jacket. Dungarees. Yeah, yeah, you know my 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 dad's side of the family is outside of Boston, so I, we we used to get out there all the time and go park the car next to the Dunkin' Donuts down the street. You know, it's uh, it's the whole thing. Uh, I when I, and actually, when my when my father still when he so when he he went to college out in in the Midwest, and uh, he, he people kept make fun fun of his accent, so he got rid of it in college oh, interesting and then but when so when he gets like really excited whether he's like he's really happy about something or if he's getting kind of like uh, you know agitated uh or it's, it's if, if if you're giving him agita 
you know, like he's he's that accent comes back out. It comes back. That's and then funny. if he if he spends time yeah. like a couple of weeks at visiting his 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 sisters, uh it his accent comes back and it's it's very that, cute. I had a I had a teacher in high school who I became friends with later, my whole friend group did. He was our theater coach, uh Des Ryan, give a shout out, and he um was Irish and he came to Michigan on a track scholarship and stayed here um back in the sixties. But Long story short, like he, when he retired, he moved, he bought a place in Ireland and he would go back and forth. And he would always tell stories about when he first got home from Ireland, how nobody home to America, nobody could understand a word he was saying. <laughs> cause he would, cause you just sort of go with where you are, right? Like he yeah. would, he, you know, he'd go into Home Depot, I need a shower curtain. And they'd be like, a, a, a what? A shower curtain. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I one time when I was when I was spending my semester abroad, I was talking to uh, the kitchen, uh, the lady who was running the kitchen at that the house we were staying at, and I was just like, uh, I heard there were some bananas around here, and uh, she said, uh, I, I've I've never heard of bananas in my life, and I, I said, what, what what what? Just like, what do you call those yellow fruits? I call them bananas. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, it's a, it was a good that's a good little memory. But Chris Salzman delights in taking the uh, the drama out of a scene. He always he he was the first person I saw share the uh, the conversation where it's the orcs talking about what to do with Merry and Pippin during. Mm -hmm. um, Lord of the Rings, but they talk like this. Hey guys, oh no, what's going on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. There, there's just like, gosh, yeah. The uh, the orcs. There's this whole series of videos of orcs talk like regular people. Yes, uh, it's so funny. Yes. So, uh, uh, speaking of voice actors, uh, Harry Shearer, who does a number of voices on the uh, on the Simpsons and other stuff. Um, has this great line about why he became a comedian, which was to, I want to control why people are laughing at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, that's, that's the, th you know, quick, quick, uh, other than Ringo, I think all other Beatles sound identical to me. Like, you know, like true. George's uh, voice is a little deeper, but yeah, they're kind of, I, well, they're all from Liverpool, right? Like, Ringo. Yeah, but they they all sound exactly the same to me. Like if I'm listening Except for Ringo. to Ringo, yeah, ex Ring, Ringo. So I, I can't even do a ring. No, it's a, God. What's I'm trying to remember a line from the Yellow Submarine now. Uh, I know. So it was. It's some. I just you know, we'll, we'll call over the hands before something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but even there, you sounded like Paul. Like yeah, it's hard. I, to, if yeah. you say so. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I also just as a as a lark I thought I might read these at the end. Um, uh, I pulled some more cards from this noisy person cards. I just find the cards funny though. I'm sure they'll be dated. Ooh, let's do let's do some of those for the cut bitlets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should do some and send me some. My first wife, she left me at the altar, which was good because she was about to sacrifice me to a dark god. <laughs> hey, yo, whoa, 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 yeah. The mummy has a maze. The lich king has a maze. Even the werewolves have a maze. Miriam, we're getting a maze. <laughs> Rupert got laser hair removal before he became king of the werewolves. He looks super weird during the full moon. <laughs> Read it as the archmage of the storm tower. Okay, yes. <laughs> I'm certain that playing rock, paper, scissors with Big B's crushing hand is a deadly way to make decisions. 